Today's episode is brought to you by Legionnaire Ministries. Legionnaire was started by Dr. R.C. Sproul in 1971, and it exists to proclaim, teach, and defend the holiness of God in all of its fullness to as many people as possible. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Elder Candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Now, Joe, when you say from a Reformed Baptist perspective, don't right. you mean like a, a McDonald's fast food perspective? Well, it's, it's a Reformed Baptist perspective, mm-hmm. but in flashy packaging yeah. that with... Uh, that, but, I don't think but, anyone it, has ever referred to you as flashy. Yeah, no, they definitely not. I'm not. I'm not. But maybe I am, and I just no, don't know. It. No, no, no. You're flashy? not. No, no. That's that'd be a little too hipster. Yeah, because I wear really cheap clothes and very cheap. Yeah, and I don't uh, don't shower. I don't try very hard. I no. shower. I shower before I go to bed because I smell like cigars. You don't shower. Stop. it. I do. Jen won't let me go to bed unless I shower. Jen won't let you go <laughs> no, to bed unless no. you shower. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get in that shower. But, but at the end of the night, otherwise, uh, she's like, "You stink. Get out of here. You stink, man." Here we are. We're back recording. Dude, I've been looking so forward to this. I know, you've been talking about it. Oh, I've been so forward. Like, it feels like it's been a while since we've recorded. Yeah, we banked a bunch. They're yep. all gone. Yep. Then, then we, we had the conference. To, we, were, we had the conference. We were supposed to start up again right after that with Doug Logan. But, but, then, but then he almost died. He died. No, he no, almost up. died. He well, almost we, died. We died and we resuscitated him. Yeah. Dr. Devotion, the conference that literally kills it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if he would have died, it would have been like we would have gotten a lot more listens. Oh my goodness! I Can told you that. As we're we're on our way. We're on our way. I don't think I told you this. No, you told me. Tell oh, everybody. Uh, oh, I didn't tell everybody. No, tell everybody. Oh, tell everybody. Uh, we're on our way to the ER, right? And he's like, "Jimmy, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." Because he's sorry because the last sermon at Redeemer on yeah. Sunday uh, is when he had that uh, that episode where he couldn't breathe really well. Yeah, he's like, man, I jacked everything up. I jacked it all up. Did I jack it all up? And I go, no, Doug, don't, nothing to be sorry about. You didn't jack anything up. I was like, if anything, if you die, it works out well for me in two ways. One, you won't cash that check we gave you. <laughs> and two, I can promote next year's conference as Doctor of Devotion, the conference that literally kills it. <laughs> he just, he yeah. just started laughing. Yeah, you're, that's why he almost died, because you kept pushing him. <laughs> kept Gotta leave him up. alone, let him rest. <laughs> I was like, come on, Doug, don't you want to move it on up? <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, so listen, we're, uh, we wanted to talk about, and really we wanted to talk to Doug about this. We wanted yeah. to talk about... The church's need for teach- <laughs> But he almost died. Yeah, so it kind of didn't really work. Um, but we're going to talk about it. The, the church's need for teachers and preachers. Yeah. We actually need these offices. We need people in these positions. Yes. We, we all need them. That's uh, right. Not just some of us. But why would we even, why would we even need to address this issue? Because, I mean... Well, I mean, can we? Are, are you trying to kind of insinuate how, I think in our culture, in our Christian culture today, everyone has this idea... Of it's just I just need me and my Bible, yeah. I just need it's just Jesus and me against the world. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> me and my BFF Jesus and yeah. my Bible. My what? My BFF. My best friend forever. Jesus, Jesus, yeah. and yeah. my Bible. That's mm-hmm. all I need. Yeah, that's what they say. That's that, what they think. That's that's what people think. I think you're right. That's and I and I think that's that shows. Well, one, I think it's arrogance. I think that shows arrogance, but I think it also shows the need, especially because people that are 
typically. I'm 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 painting with broad brushstrokes, people. Mm, don't say broad. Broad, like broad Ladies. generality. Say late. Oh, that. Okay. Oh go. my gosh. No, no. I, did, I thought you were saying something else. <laughs> no, I would not say I didn't that. know. You're right. painting in generalities right. here, uh, but I think. I do think typically individuals that have this mindset of just Jesus and me and my Bible, those they kind of become cult leaders. They can. And, <laughs> and you know, every church has, has experienced this. And, and a lot of us have wound up in that position ourselves at one point or another. Um, and a lot of the Reformed pub is still there. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this, there's a part of that problem is, is, not only are they ignoring what Scripture says, we'll get to that, yeah. but they are, are, are somehow devaluing Scripture as if to say, my Ooh. interpretation is just as valid as your interpretation, when, well, no, it's not. I didn't think of it that you, way. Your, it, your, either your interpretation is right, and my interpretation is wrong, or mine is right, and yours is wrong, or both wrong. Well, we can't How ironic. I, I actually never considered it in, in, in that way, Joe. I, I always thought of it as, like, they devalue the church they devalue Definitely community which that. they do but i think you really hit it on the head the things that they they say that they care about and value the most they devalue it yeah by having that mindset that's it, actually really good it becomes Profound. it becomes good job joe high five slap five slap hands air five i'll tell you what it is like and we see this a lot in um in, in southern baptist circles right we're southern baptists uh yeah <laughs> we're, we're a weird we're a weird variety we're like the uh, the, the uncles that live uh, in, a, in a shed out in the woods, but we're Southern Baptists. And um, among Southern Baptists, there is this mistaken notion of the priesthood of the believer. It sounds like a good thing. It sounds like a biblical concept. It sounds like a Reformation concept. But, but it's not, though. That's not. That's that doesn't not sound is. right. The priesthood of the believer. That's wrong. No, it's the priesthood of all believers. That's what it is. It's, see, like you know that, but because you weren't raised in the SBC, you're like, wait, what? why is it yeah, yeah, yeah. the priesthood of the believer? The difference is the the people who argue for the priesthood of the believer is the person who says um, uh, just you know me and the scripture I am my own priest I don't need anybody else um, it's it's coming from this idea it's very individual focused right yeah. so the word the word becomes something it becomes their book instead yeah. of the church's book it becomes their book instead of the word of God that's good and, and so that's the problem with the priesthood of the believer instead of the priesthood of all believers which is a biblical and reformation mm -hmm. concept teaches that we are all a kingdom of priests we're not just our own priests Jesus is our high priest yeah we all have equal access to God as priests through our high priest Jesus Christ now, do you think though uh, now I'm just asking like what has fed into that idea I mean I think I, I have a couple ideas I think one, obviously. Well, you're going to ask me, and then you're going to answer. Well, I'm going to answer oh, the go first ahead. one. You I'm going to answer the one, you but I'm going to. Then you answer exactly. Yeah, I'm going to answer the first one. You ask. I think one of the reasons is because the American dream, the American exactly. culture, totally, right? Totally, totally. This is America. I'm on my own. No one can tell me what to do. But do you also think that as a Baptist, because we are we we value autonomy so right. much, mm -hmm. this idea that, and I mean, let's be honest, Baptists are great at. Splitting. I mean, multiplying. Eating. Eating. Eating their own. <laughs> no, well, eat, eating, eating potlucks. Eating potlucks. And eating their own. And eating their own. We're hungry. <laughs> but they're really good at, at splitting off over disagreements mm. because they have this notion that I, if I don't like what you said, right. uh, I'm going to go do my own thing because you've yeah. infringed on my my autonomy, my yeah. independence. On my priesthood. On my priesthood. Yeah. Don't, don't infringe on my priesthood. You're stepping on my robe, yo. <laughs> Why are you stepping on my robe? Don't assume my priesthood. <laughs> Yeah, man, it, it, and it's, you know, it's, 
I get it. I understand where people are coming from because we have the word of God. We believe the word of God. Yeah. But too often um, we are slow to recognize the need to submit to teachers, Correct. And preachers and authorities. You know, it's funny because being a pastor, you know, you can spend, uh, you know, many years getting degrees, advanced degrees. Um, you can spend, you know, decades as a pastor but everybody thinks that they, you know, they know as much as you, right? That's just, and not yeah. everybody, but a lot of people will yeah. assume like, well, hey man, that's how you take it, that's how I take it, and it's, it's both equal weight, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, well, okay, it's not that the pastor can't be wrong, he certainly can be wrong. Yeah, but yeah. Joe it, lives that. I, I, I live in a state of wrongness. Correct. Yeah, uh, Mick wrongness. Mick wrong. Uh, according to some. <laughs> and TJ Small says that. <laughs> So uh, that's your stop. favorite thing. You gotta stop. <laughs> your favorite it thing. Is, when I do it's that. like the best inside joke. <laughs> All right. So, but let, let's just let's just get to it. Like, well, here before we yeah before we get on to that next one, Joe, I, I wanna I wanna not push back, but I wanna clarify mm-hmm. what you're talking about there because, you know, I think uh, what what then is healthy. You're talking about submit, right? Like, is that is that the word you used? I'm trying that's to remember. the word scripture uses. That's what, okay. You're talking about what what does healthy submission look like? Because you know, I think there are a lot of individuals, a lot of pastors, a lot of leadership that are wrong, like you talked about. Right. So what does that mean to submit biblically, but then not rebel, but challenge appropriately? Yeah. So I think in general, um, as Christians, we are supposed to submit to our leaders, whether they're governing leaders in yep. our culture, in our country, um, or in the church. And we submit to these people insofar as they are doing God's will. Uh, insofar as in the church they are teaching the truth, as they are following Christ, yep. and if they stop following Christ, if uh, if they are teaching something that is wrong, then uh, we, under the submission to the elders, we go to them and we say, "Hey, I have a problem. Yep. Pastor Joe um, is making this argument in his sermons now, and he's making it pretty consistently, or he's made it a few times. I'm concerned. I've talked to him about it." And he just says, I'm wrong. Mm. So I wanted to talk to you guys and make sure that you're all on the same page with Pastor Joe because I, I'm seeing this in a different way. I don't think that that is inappropriate at all. I think that is a I'm totally glad to hear that because I was released from a church because of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, released? That's a nice way to put That's it. That's a nice way hey, to put it. Go free, Jimmy. Go free, Jimmy. Yay. Oh, instead of get the heck out of here, <laughs> <Yeah>. heretic. <laughs> Speaking of which, there might be that, 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 that same church may have, you know, the may have asked me if I would consider coming in and speaking on healthy biblical leadership and eldership. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Well, because it wasn't the church, it was a yeah. leader. Yeah. Correct. As we all know, we're actually going to do an episode on toxic leadership and toxic congregations mm. in the near future. So stay yeah. tuned for that. So yeah, assuming that um, we are all priests in the kingdom of God and we have his word given to all of us, not just to me, mm-hmm. um, we have to recognize that we do need teachers and preachers in the church uh, because the, the, the scripture kind of says it over and over and over again, right, Jimmy? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if, I mean, you look at you you look at this. Uh, you look at scripture. Okay, I'm gonna. You're looking for one. I'm gonna go. Oh, you go first. You got one. You go first, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna submit. Okay, good. That's right. I'm not an elder yet. <laughs> All right. So, for example, uh, the, the scripture. Clearly, God clearly calls some people, not all people, to be teachers. Yep. In James chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, not many of you should become teachers. My brothers, for uh, you know that we who teach will be judged with a greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, meaning mature, able also to bridle his whole body. Mm. So there is a difference. So we all have equal standing before God, but there still is a difference between 
leadership and members in the church. There is a difference. Maybe it's one of authority, you could say, or one of, of position, one of calling. There's different ways to say it. But teachers are those set apart by God and the congregation to instruct. Correct. I mean, you look at First uh, Timothy chapter 3, right, where the, there's these guidelines mm-hmm. for who should be an elder or who yeah. should be a teacher or, 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 or a preacher. Uh, and not so I everybody, mean, not everybody, right? Uh, the saying is trustworthy. If, if anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. And then right. there's these, these characteristics, this character, this heart, um, that, that is laid out there, uh, for God's people and God's word. Yeah. And th- this is, this is important to, to, to make clear, especially from the reformed position, Yeah, because what's become really popular uh, in the missional conversation, in 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 our churches that we're a part of, X twenty nine, uh, the SBC, we're very quick to say things like, "Everybody is a minister. Everybody is a missionary." Yeah, get but, out there and proclaim. So there is a sense in which that's true, and there's a sense in which that's wrong. It's yep. true in that we are all ambassadors of Jesus. We're all called to proclaim His Correct. excellencies. We're all called to do those things. Yes, but we are not all missionaries and ministers in the same sense um, like in the same gifting sense not like, only in the same gifting but in the same positional sense okay not every clarify that so for example jesus says in luke six forty, a disciple is not above his teacher but everyone when he is fully trained will be like his teacher yeah there is a distinction to be made in the church between now, as much as we don't want the what the the clergy hierarchy yeah we, well no there is some kind of a hierarchy but it's a hierarchy with accountability to the congregation yeah. that's as baptists that's what we believe in but i would say that there is a distinction made between those people that are put in that office uh, to teach and to preach that makes them that puts them in a different place or position than everybody else yeah it's not just gifting gifting is a, certainly a part of it but um, but it it create there are other implications to it as well I mean, and just the fact you're you're saying gifting, it's teaching is clearly a spiritual gift. In in Romans chapter uh, twelve, verses six and seven, it says, "Having gifts that differ according to the grace given us, yeah. let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching. Not everyone has that gift. Not everyone is called to that office. Yeah, I mean, we're all called <clears throat> to diligently um, and prayerfully." And responsibly study God's word. Mm-hmm. We're all called it. to that, and pro- proclaim the gospel. But you're right; there are some that are that are gifted in that sense um, to to teach and to preach, and that's hard for people. That's, that's hard, especially for I think probably hard for young reformed Bible school individuals, especially guys that are coming out of non-reformed churches and contexts. Yeah, because they're so hungry and they're a little torqued, right? Because like little what torqued. T-O-R-Q-U-E-D. Yeah, what does that mean? Like they're, they're, they're all like, yeah, like bunched they're bound up. up. Their panties are in a bunch. Like they're like, hey man. Uh, they're ready to go. Yeah, because like my church hasn't been teaching this stuff. They've been doing church. They don't have elders. You know, they don't know the confessions. They haven't been teaching through books of the Bible. They've been doing topical thematic stuff. You know, they have a helicopter coming in on Easter dropping eggs. Like they're all mad about stuff <laughs> they like have that. A helicopter people have people churches do that around here. Um, I'm not hating on helicopters. Everybody likes helicopters. Uh, but the point is, is like they want they want to get going. And but even more, I, I think it's a even people that are seminary students. Oh, for sure, yeah. That think they think higher of their calling mm-hmm. than what they have truly been called to. Here's the thing. You never in scripture, you never get to appoint yourself, right? Like you are not a point. You don't, you get like, you can't just like, like I, we get these guys that want to plant churches and they're like, yeah, man, I'm going to go plant the church. Cool. What church is sending you? Who has authority? Uh, 
Well, well, I'm just going to go. I have yeah, four walls it, and a Bible. It's me. No, you got four walls. I think I got a Bible. <laughs> I got the Bible. I got four dudes and a Bible. I'm like, so wait, wait, how did this happen? Like, man, I just took some people from my church. I'm just going. Like, we're, yeah, we're on our way. That's not really, that's not really how it works. So then how does someone know if they're called? We talk about this a lot. And the way that, the way that we tend to put it is in three simplified stages. You'll, you'll see this in, in back, Richard Baxter yeah. or among other reformed theologians. Um, more reformed theologians and uh, Spurgeon will talk about it like this, but we can condense it to say, if you have an aspiration, right? So there is that subjective internal feeling, desire, passion to do the work, right? You're not satisfied doing anything else. You have to do this work. That's one part of the three pieces. Mm -hmm. The the, the second part is um, that you are actually bearing fruit. In yeah. other words, there's a level of competency and God's blessing on the work when you're doing that, right? Correct. So when we're bringing a guy in as an elder candidate, he's already shepherding people in his life, right? Not in a not as pastor, but just as a brother in Christ. He has that he has those gifts, those qualifications and he's doing the work and it's bearing fruit. And then thirdly, the local church, the local church says, "Hey, um you have to be doing this, so we're going to set you apart to do it." That's how you know God has called you. This uh, this episode is brought to you by Legionnaire, mm. and it's it's not just brought to you by Legionnaire specifically. They want us to encourage you guys to check out Table Talk Magazine. My, not, not just encourage you to check it out. They're going to give you a free three-month trial, print and digital, for three months. Table Talk, okay, so if you don't know what Table Talk, a lot oh, tell, of you, tell, Yeah, maybe they don't. Tell, okay. maybe, if, if they don't, I'm surprised, but if, if yeah. you don't know what Table Talk and is. If we don't have it, I don't know why. If you if you if you've never had it, if you've never owned it, if you've never read it, mm-hmm. for sure take take up take up Legionnaire on this offer. Um, Legionnaire is in, and I'm not being silly here, and I've I've said this for years. Brian Malcolm has said the same yeah. thing. One of our pastors, Jimmy, has said it. We believe it's the best print periodical out there among oh, yeah. Christians. Absolutely, it is a fantastic resources. Um, it it comes out uh, is it is it monthly or bi monthly? I think it's bi monthly, mm-hmm. and it's filled with. Daily devotions. Correct. It's also filled with original articles and content. Yep. I've actually been honored to write a bunch of that stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I, haven't, for, I, haven't got, I haven't gotten asked. You haven't, you haven't been asked? No, I've never been asked. Maybe I, they did ask you. I just, I just didn't forward that to you. Sorry. Oh, is that what happened? Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so Legionnaire puts out this, this thematic magazine yes. that covers a particular topic or emphasis. Beautiful. With great content and devotions. It's it is fantastic. Every church should have a stack. Forget the today in the word. Forget our Aww. daily bread. Go and get <laughs> table talk for your church members. It will really bless great theology. So if you go to doctrineanddevotion.com slash table talk, follow yep. the link to sign up for three free months of table talk Risk magazine. free trial. There's going to be, listen, there's some other podcasts that they'll, they'll take your credit card information. They'll oh, yeah. take, they'll yeah, they take your social security number information. Yeah. We're not doing any of that. None of that. None of that stuff goes through. It's risk-free, no payment information that's required, just your name, address, and your email, and you get it. Not only is the content good, the designs are sick. It's oh, so good. Which is surprising. Yeah, I know. Legionnaire has, has always been ahead of the game on this, and now that they've got digital for your iPad and all of that, you can't lose. Doctrineanddevotion.com so slash table talk. Hit it. All right, so Jimmy... Th- that teachers and preachers um, are clearly uh, commanded in the scripture yeah. to be set apart in the church. Um, despite the fact that we are all a- priests in the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. we need preachers and teachers. What are what are some of the reasons we need 
preachers and teachers in the church. I mean, I think <clears throat> one of the reasons is for edification. Right. I mean, we absolutely need people, uh, uh, men that are, are studying the word of God, not that they're studying for us, but I think you, as we have been laying out, they're gifted and they're called. And so they are proclaiming uh, the word of God to us. And so I think there's some encouragement there. There's some, there's some learning there, right? Like there's some, there's some, they're going to maybe talk about things that maybe you didn't think about. There might be context that you never considered before. <clears throat> there might be a background that you don't, that you don't quite understand, but they're also going to really prepare a succinct message that gets to the heart of what is, what the scripture is talking about. Right. And it's, I mean, it is their responsibility to lead with the word of God. And so we need them to lead us so that we will better understand God. And in that we will be more sanctified. You said edification, right? So it's the building up of the Christian that we will be mature. Uh, Two of my favorite verses in scripture is Colossians 1, 28 and 29. I don't have it memorized in the ESV. I was back on the NASB for a long, long time. It's still, I think, a wonderful translation. But there it says that uh, something like, we proclaim him, Jesus, uh, teaching every man and admonishing every man with all wisdom that we might present every Mm. man complete or mature in Christ. So um, the edification aspect that you're talking about, I think, is critical because in short, without teachers and preachers, in our churches, for us, we cannot become the people God wants us to become. That's because right. one of the main vehicles that He uses for our edification are His leaders. Absolutely. I secondly, I would think um, we need preachers and teachers to challenge us in what we believe. Right. Right. So, um, what do you mean? What I mean is, um, I think there are some heart issues that we have. Right. There's some sin issues that we have. And when the word of God is being proclaimed, oftentimes, at least for me, I am confronted with my lack of faith. I'm confronted with my unrepentant sin. Yeah. yeah. And so there right there is the opportunity uh, that the, the spirit is working through the man of God, using the word of God to change the your people, heart. The people of God. To change the people of yeah, God. All right, even better. Gotta yes. go with it. Gotta go with it. Yeah, man. So you're you're basically talking about admonishment or conviction or something yep. like that, right? Yeah. That that um we need to be checked. We need to be like you, you need to check yourself. Because if you don't uh you might wreck yourself. That's right. Um so I mean I think like I know every sermon that I hear and every sermon that I preach, I want it to be marked by both conviction and encouragement. Correct. Right? I need to be slapped in the face uh with the law. So that I see, so that I'm I'm shocked and arrested in my attention, and I see the problem, and then I need to be comforted and encouraged with the gospel. Yes, you got it. You got to have both. Like there's that old saying that um, good preachers comfort the afflicted, and they afflict the comfortable. And I, I love that. Ooh. That's uh, well, I don't know who said it. A long, Baxter. Some, that sounds like Baxter. Somebody a long time ago said it. Probably Baxter. Um, because yeah, that's uh, that's what we need. We we tend towards comfort, and then we need uh, the 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 afflictions of the law to yeah. lead us back into repentance or we need uh the gospel promises of god to comfort us in the midst of our our doubts our our, our sufferings and our insecurities so you said edification you said admonishment mm-hmm. and then maybe another one uh that's really important here and you see this throughout the pastoral epistles so first timothy second timothy titus yeah where um paul is exhorting these pastors 
to teach and to preach sound doctrine in order to prevent false doctrine from having a negative impact in the church. Yeah. So they, they, they will sometimes call out specific false teachers. They will call out specific false doctrines. And then they don't just call them out. They say, now, here is the truth. Yeah. Here is the truth <clears throat> that you need to know and you need to believe. Yeah, here's the gospel. Right. And so if you don't do that, if you don't understand these specific truths as it relate to these heresies, you're, you're, you're much more likely to be duped by the devil or by the false teachers. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be, I mean, listen, this is not licensed to be a jerk. Right. There's not a license to be the next DJ Hall. Right. This is this is actually a very serious call that God has given individuals uh, to to train and to protect God's people, to 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 protect the sheep of God. I mean, Matthew 715, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. I mean, these this is these are these are men that are standing at the gate. Right. Proclaiming the word of God. And they're and so they're standing at the gate, proclaiming the word of God, fighting off these 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 false teachers, and they're they're on the lookout. Like we yeah. do need to be aware and vigilant about the false doctrines that are coming into the church. Now the the thing is that you know there are different kinds, variations, and degrees of false doctrine. Yeah. So like a a, a Presbyterian would say that our doctrine of baptism is wrong or false. And we would say, well, no, no, your perspective on baptism mm-hmm. is false in, in particular ways concerning uh, subject and mode. But um, that is only one degree of disagreement or f- what one might consider false yeah. doctrine, which may result in some separation in terms of congregational rule, but it shouldn't bar fellowship. It shouldn't bar us That's linking right. arms and loving each other. That's right. And the same could go for a lot of things. Man, if you're a, if you're a continuationist and, and we're classic cessationist, not McCarthyan, but classic cessationist, reform yeah, sensationalist, cessationist, yeah. sensationalist we, um, we, we want to say, okay, we disagree and we can talk about it. We can address those issues and where the abuses are significant. We want to be harder there. Correct. We can also link arms. So you've got to know what doctrines are critical and what doctrines are of such a nature where they're still important. We need to teach our people, but nobody needs to be freaking out. We don't need to be like, you know, dousing these Christians in gasoline and throwing lit matches at them. Like we're going to burn them like they're heretics. Now, some people we need to be very, very direct with and say, this is dangerous. Watch out. Avoid those books. Avoid that person. Yeah. This is prosperity. This is, this is weird. This is, this is grave sucking, whatever they do. And sometimes it's not even doctrine as much as it is character. Right, a lot of the That's false good. teachers that are That's called really out. Good. A lot of the false teachers that are called out in the New Testament are called out for their immorality, Ooh. right? And so maybe it's sexual immorality, yep. or maybe it's just being pugnacious, right? Just being a a hard headed, hard hearted, mean person yep. who's constantly uh, belittling and falsely judging, hypocritically judging, and sincerely judging, unbiblically judging other people who might be wrong. So you know, a false teacher might not have a ton of false doctrine as much yeah. as they have a false character that you need to address. Man, that was good. I'm not saying any, I'm not talking about anybody in particular. I'm just saying in general, <laughs> in general you that know, was what good. do I know? I'm a happy meal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know. But see all this then Joe, I think should, I mean, really encourage us to really look at our need for preachers and teachers, but then also our appreciation. Yeah. For the preacher and teacher that you have, right? You know, you may be in a in a small church that this minister is is trudging along. They they're faithfully and sacrificially serving and loving you. May not have a large church, 
They may not have a large platform, but they are faithfully caring for your soul. They're watching out for you, serving you, ministering to you, praying for you, praying with you. You got to love your leaders. You, you got to love, love them teachers. and you got to pray for them. Oh yeah. Pray for their heart, pray for their marriage, pray pray for their study. I mean, you you should be appreciating the minister that God has given you. That's the problem with social media. That's yeah. been the whole problem with Christian radio and and these broadcasts and podcasts. And podcasts and all that stuff, right? Because people look towards these other individuals yeah. and they they hear them and they they admire and they they're so captivated, but then they start to compare. compare. Yep. And they start to think, well, wh- why can't I have that? What's yeah. wrong with my How minister? How come my pastor is uh, is fast food? And, and, <laughs> and No, I'm for real. How come my pastor is fast food when uh, like somebody else has, you know, uh, uh, oh, lobster tail and filet mignon? There you go. From Fox Fire. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Uh, that's Geneva. good. That's so, really good. So, I mean, yeah, and it's, look, man, praise God for what you have. Yes. If God wanted you to have that, he you would have that. But what exactly. you have but is God the has ministry that you. you got. That's right. Not just the ministry that you got. I'm talking about the individual in the congregation. You should be appreciative of what God has given that's you what in I'm the ministry. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm talking about them. Gotcha. Appreciate what you got. Like, your pastor is your pastor. There was a day when your, the fav- your favorite pastor would be your pastor. Right, your, maybe your your favorite preacher would be your preacher. Yeah, because you, you weren't constantly listening to uh, all these other like personalities uh, out there on on podcasts and radio. Um, that was your guy feeding you every weekend, right? Always taking care and of. And you know, spoiler, you know, a lot of those guys, that's all they do. That's right. all they do. They have all the time in the world, and they get paid to sit there and and craft a message. They pay other services, some of them. For content or like for illustrations and anecdotes and all that kind of stuff. Or, or anecdotes. Anecdotes, <clears throat> whatever it is, you know, sensationalism. Um, but <laughs> but your pastor doesn't have that time. Your pastor is faithfully meeting with people, shepherding. praying for people, shepherding the flock. Yeah. I mean, praise God for the small church pastor. Yeah. I mean, the, and that's most churches. Yeah. That's most pastors. Um, I loved it, man, because uh, Dr. Kessler at Moody, when I was there as a student, uh, his line was, so many of you here think you're going to be the next John MacArthur. No one uh, wants that. And uh, well, back then mm. that was a big deal. Or, or Chuck Swindoll, he said, because uh, that he <laughs> that's was really how popular. old you are. You're going to be the next Billy Graham. That's what I'm you sorry. Heard. They were all saying, "Do you all think you're going to be the next Augustan?" That's what <laughs> you're going to be like no. So, but he's like, "But you're not." He said, "Listen, reality check. You're going to pastor a small church, yep. and you're going to die." Uh, without anybody knowing your history, you're not going to have a legacy that everybody knows about. But, and then he would just dial in. Mm. You're not called to that. You're called to pastor and shepherd the people God gives you to be faithful there so and beautiful. to leave them with the word of truth. And leave we them- all could be so lucky, for real. And I mean that. If we could all be so lucky to like, even though we don't have this legacy on right. on a grander scale, to to faithfully minister. Yeah. That's that. That should be. We should be satisfied with that. And you know, some of us learn the hard way, right? Like that. Wow. You know what? It's better to have a, a faithful ministry uh, in a small church that's healthy uh, than to have uh, you know a large platform in a large church that's unhealthy. Now, it's not either or. Mm-hmm. You you can be healthy at any stage or or size. But uh, yeah, strive for faithfulness. And uh, let me just encourage you. Write your pastor a note. Write your teachers. You got a good. Sunday school teacher. <clears throat> That's you got a, good. You got a small group leader. Man, write them a note and let them know what you, how you really appreciate them. Praise God for them yep. and what they are doing. Because for a lot of a lot of leaders, teachers, um, it's hard work. It can be discouraging work. Oh yeah. You don't know. Like I don't know. Like how did it go? I don't know if people care. Uh, I, I, I feel like I'm not doing very well. All the while, they're 
they're giving the the word of God to the people, and people are benefiting from it. So write write them write, write them. them a note. Give them a gift card. Give them some cash so they can go out with their spouse. Yeah. Help them offer to babysit their kids so they can have a date night. Just take buy, buy some cigars. You could send it uh, over to us here. That's fine. If they don't smoke, you can send it to us. I'm okay with that. Yeah, we will smoke it in their honor. That's it. Yeah, we will. We will pray while we smoke that uh, cigar. Uh, uh, not really. Okay, I will think. Okay, we will. We will think. Happy thoughts while we're cutting. <laughs> we're gonna cut. Oh, the I'm just gonna think happy thoughts, and that's it. All right, Joe. They can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo mm-hmm. or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. Right. But where do they go for the Legionnaire? All right. Guys, all right. So and he, gals and gals. Okay, first of all, guys is a northern expression that it and it's gals omnisex. It's yep, guys and girls. Gals. No, you don't have to. Don't gals. I actually think that you know at Wheaton College they're not allowed to say gals. Remember that? Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, I remember. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Snow, it's like snowflakes. snowflakes. All right. Um, easy to remember. I, you're not going to have to click the link because you're going to just know doctrineanddevotion.com/slash/table-talk. Mm. Table talk. That's right. Just and you can head there. on our website, uh, com. You can sign up for our email blast or hit Do up that. the store. Jofostore.com. Bam. And grab yourself some gear. Get that new t-shirt, the 2018 official mm. Doctrine and Devotion Cask Strength t-shirt. That's the one you sick. want. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content sporadically. Later. Later.